it is time to tune up the band and cave your chest in throughout the entirety of Europe, for it is another Sweet Chidwag podcast. I am Sam, and alongside Dan and Reardon, as we go through the wacky world of professional wrestling one episode at a time. Gentlemen, hello. Everything is cold. <laughs> hey, yeah. No, don't say that. Then the Scottish, then the Scottish listeners will get on our back. Oh, oh yeah, and the Scottish audience is a big shout out to Scotland. Fine. <laughs> I was going to say how are you, but let's be honest. This week has been cold as crap. Yeah, it's been Lit- it's been a week. <laughs> literally the coldest, like, like statistically on record as the coldest February of my life. Yes. Yes, it reached, I believe in this country it did reach, in Scotland I should say, it reached minus 23, which is the yeah, lowest that's recorded just, temperature. That's just, that's yeah. just fake. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? No, none of that, please. <laughs> like, I love you, Scotland, but minus 23 is kind of dampening my choice of thinking of moving. Mm, yeah, That's yeah. minus like, 5 Fahrenheit for American listeners as well. Just not doing minus that. five and fake. <laughs> there's a reason I'm a there's a reason I'm a filthy southerner, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I applaud northern people, especially the people with Newcastle, for when I went out around November time and people were still wearing shorts and skirts. So fair play to them; they made us something else <laughs> up north. <laughs> um, Anything that you can, any way that you could avoid wearing a jacket on a night out. <laughs> That is very true, especially in Pop World in Newcastle. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> as ever, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and soon and forever pending other platforms. We're getting there. I, we're getting there. I almost forgot what platforms are actually on. That's bad, isn't it? <laughs> it is it? Oh, oh, real quick, real quick. This technically will count as our Valentine's Day special. Yes. Oh, it will. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. I love you guys. Oh, I love you guys. Everyone is feeling the corporately supported love. (laughs) The only kind of love that matters. It's It's kind of fitting, isn't it, that we're talking about a rivalry about two people who just love to beat the hell out of each other. Just, just... It is the purest it's love. What, it's what we call a hate-hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All right. So before we get onto that portion, all about probably European wrestling's greatest rivalry, it is time to go over to Dan's house from a distance, may I add, and visit him for this week's wrestling news. Dun 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 down. Wrestling news, and that's and all yeah, you're the standing energy on, like, I have. You're like, it's like you're standing on the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> Dad, uh, yeah. what can you tell us about the news? <laughs> uh, first off, anyone who is here and is really excited to get into like the rivalry WXW, WXW I'm really sorry because this has been a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think first off, we should start with the Raw Chamber announcement that it would be all former champions participating. (laughs) Um, It's a choice. Um, They're all very safe bets. I mean, it Mm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't really know who comes out of this 
good or bad. Mm. <laughs> so who we got? Who we it got? Kind of does nothing. <laughs> so like, kind of. So like raw. But yeah, as Reader was saying, who do we have, Dan? Uh, so if I can if I can remember it correctly, <laughs> we obviously have Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, and. Sorry, no, 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 I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do we not have him in there? Is that it? Randy, Randy, AJ, Drew, Sheamus. Edge? No, Edge can't be in there, surely. Okay, look, I, for, I anyway, I've forgotten. It's <laughs> anyway. all former champions, right? <laughs> and basically, a lot of people have taken this as, is this just indicative of either WWE's position or just Raw's position? Because this, to me, seems like it's a okay. We're gonna have to do something to bring make people watch. Yeah. And oh, as the aside, Miz. It was, the Miz. It was the Miz. Oh, the Miz. Yeah. That's it. I remember now. <laughs> oh yeah, because that comes into it. That comes into the later discussion. <laughs> but yeah, so it 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 seems it, it feels like an odd choice to me. Yeah. Obviously, as far as as far as we know. Um, the the plan that they had in mind has been scrapped, and obviously there's going to be no way they'll be having Keith Lee in there. Uh, also, Keith Lee recently announced being engaged to Mia Yim. Congratulations! Congratulations. The limitless um, couple. Yep. Indeed. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, it's kind of think leaves everyone going, well, where where does this go? Mm. Because I don't know that anyone in that's really legitimately expected to take the title off this close to Mania. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is this a throwaway? Is was well, that? Yeah, sorry, I misplaced my tongue. Is this just going to be a, a throwaway match, just so the next night, which Drew versus Edge at Mania? Or that, triple that, threat that, between the, the winner of this and the. And Edge? Yeah, it could be. I mean, I'm not against triple threat main events. They can be pretty good. It mm-hmm. really just depends on the mix of people. Yeah. Um, as I, as I said to you guys earlier, I have my cursed booking option of The Miz being eliminated, coming back and cashing in. Mm. And then <laughs> you have Miz, Drew, and Edge. Mania. Which is a weird, what a weird ass concept a, of a Mania match. A concept for a Mania main event for the WWE title, but you know, <laughs> that's that's me trying to be cursed. That's such an the odd. Real cursed, the, I mean, in my mind, the real cursed one would be like if we had Drew, Sheamus, and Edge. <laughs> oh, God. I, Mm, I don't. Mm, I think I wouldn't mind I, that one. Oh, yeah, God. honestly, yeah. Shot Jeff Hardy title win. That would be weird as hell. That would it be... would be weird, but in a way, in a strange way, I almost wouldn't be against it. But I know yeah. it would be pointless and be served literally no purpose. Yeah, I, I honestly think the Miz one is more cursed than the Sheamus one. I'd actually be interested <laughs> in, the, in the Sheamus one. Hmm. Uh, moving over to the Raw Women's Championship, though, we have the ever-developing storyline between Lacey Evans, Ric Flair, and Charlotte Flair. And basically, this week, they did a promo 
which basically went through everything that had been mentioned before. Now, the reason you might not have known it was mentioned before is because it was meant it was done on Raw Talk, which much less people see. Yep. <laughs> and so it was kind of like they said it, and they were like, okay, now we have to put this on TV and make sure people know. Because up until this point, we had no idea <laughs> why <laughs> Ric Flair was doing any of this. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we don't need a real explanation for anything that Ric Flair does. You can save, you can save this as a quote and quote me and quote me. Um, uh, you can quote me on this at any other time. Uh, presumed horny until proven innocent. Yeah. Oh God. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I not only do I. Not only will I remember that quote, I also subscribe to it. You can put me down for that as well. <laughs> um, but no, I, basically the essence of it is that in some kind of odd roundabout way, Ric Flair wants Lacey <laughs> to be better, to push Charlotte to be better. Does Charlotte need to be better? I mean, am, am, I, am, I missing, am I missing something here? <laughs> Like, is is it that... I think it's saying, like, Charlotte's missing something or isn't up to the legacy of Rick? That's it. She has to stop becoming omnipotent and become a demigod! <laughs> oh, God. No longer the Omni-Flare. Now she is the Demi-Flare. <laughs> so I, I think that's the essence of it. The real key part of it is that they're talking about who's going to take the Raw Women's Championship, and not once has Asuka appeared in any of these segments, aside oh. from when there's been a tag team match. Oh. <sighs> so, you know, if we're talking about the Raw Women's Championship, I feel like there should be maybe more focus on the Raw Women's Championship. I just feel... Can you hear the heartbreak in my voice? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, but, I mean, when we're talking of the Raw Women's Division, though, right? We're talking of Raw this week. There's only one thing we got to talk about, and we're 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 going to the gutter. Uh, my mood is suddenly lifted. <laughs> Nia Jax versus Lana Tables match. No one knows. No one remembers the match. Everyone just remembers the was... the moment. <laughs> my haul. <laughs> I mean, it's just art, really, isn't it? This is art. this is wrestling at its peak. Just tremendous, just absolutely tremendous. But the 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 question I now have, or the question that immediately came to my mind, is that who did it better? Uh, Nia Jack screaming my hole, Billy Ray screaming my balls, or SpongeBob going my leg, <laughs> my oh. leg. <laughs> Personally, I was always a big fan of the bully Ray my balls cell. <laughs> yes. Damn. Like, I know, like I, know, I know it's silly, but I also love it because I feel like it's... it. You, know, you want to talk about realism in wrestling, right? That's every guy's reaction to that happening. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, everything just stops, frankly. Uh... And frankly, I want to know why the, Undertake never, why the Undertaker never did that cell. On, on, on the missing uh, apron leg drop. Yeah. Ooh. My whole... <laughs> no, but see, the thing about The Undertaker is that he'd have to no-sell it and really scare the, the opponent. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
Like, for some reason, I don't know why, but just because I have the very specific memory of, like, Jeff Hardy missing, like, drops, I'm surprised that you never went for that. But... Yeah, that's actually very surprising. <laughs> oh, but I... still, though, no, I mean, like, it, it's just peak wrestling, really. It's just Nia Jack screaming, my hole! Yes, the, 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 the memes, the merch that has come out of this, but WWE yes. just scrubbed it off of their YouTube channel. We'll never hear about it again until Friday. SMH, my head. <laughs> I cannot believe this behavior. <laughs> and pretty, I'm, I'm pretty much safe to say that, that was all that was happening overall, wasn't it? I think, let's be honest, we could have just ended the news segment on my hole. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, but I mean, that could have been the only thing, actually. I just wanted to give a brief shout out as well to Damien Priest continuing his good form. And uh, it's still uh, teaming with Bad Bunny. And a shout um, out to Charlie Caruso for slipping a double entendre there. <laughs> DP for my bug horn. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. You ever wanted to hear um, a, a, a person, like a journalist, just instantly regret something? Yes. <laughs> it's saying it's saying the phrase DP while sitting next to our truth. <laughs> oh, because he immediately caught on to what she said. <laughs> yep. You know, it's this week has really put into the the weird in the weird and wonderful world of wrestling. <laughs> yes. Trust me, Raw's just continuing from strength to strength on that department. Oh God. <laughs> uh, going over to NXT though. Uh, just a side thing, NXT UK really just is signing everyone in Brit Rest. <laughs> yeah. It feels yeah. like every two days there's a new announcement. <laughs> is it, like, they really it's want that stranglehold over the industry, up. don't they? Yeah. They, <laughs> trust me, they're trying to get close. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been like trying to keep up with new people and I'm just like, who's this? Who's this? This week? This week? <laughs> Yeah, it's um, um it's it, it, it it's getting it's getting interesting, not in a good yeah. way though. <laughs> yeah. Remember when I made all those jokes about Triple H trying to kill indie wrestling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I wish we never did make that joke. <laughs> but you know what? Um, there is a silver lining to it. What's all that is? Uh, seeing Mako Satomura uh, competing in a, in a WWE ring again. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely amazing to see. It's amazing having her there. Um, I like the the continuation of Isla Dawn just being the person that when someone new comes in, they, they, everyone just faces her. Hmm. Seems to be a continuing thing. Don't know why. Yeah. Um, just another a quick shout out though to the uh, tag match with Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Oh, that was a great match. Uh, absolutely fantastic match. <clears throat> Uh oh man, just all five of them uh put on put on an absolute show and uh I think it's absolutely. honestly I think one of the most organic uh, <clears throat> stories going on in NXT UK at the moment was Pretty that much. Um going over to NXT main though, we now have Grizzled Young Veterans versus MSK for the Dusty Cup final. Oh man, we we called it. We called we it. We called it. And and it's a fantastic pairing. To have the two, oh, just that is going to be such a that, uh, good that final. Fi that final will absolutely exceed expectations. We now have the final for the women's Dusty Cup two: Shotzi and Ember versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. That one's going to be so good as well. 
It's going to be absolutely fantastic. We have Kushida versus Johnny Gargano for the North American title oh, coming please, up. Please, 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 just give absolutely the strap fantastic. To Kushida. It, was a, it, was, it was a nice skit with um, uh, Kushida and the way. Even though <laughs> I hate saying that. Unfortunately, I don't think uh, I, I, I think Kushida knew the way because he somehow managed to get behind the entire group and just stand there for two minutes before anyone noticed I really he was appre- there. I really appreciate it though. He was just standing there, just chilling with his hands behind his back, like yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's now it's also given rise to my new favorite um, NXT head canon, which is that Dexter Loomis just stays underneath the ring and just wait for Johnny Gargano to appear on TV. Yes. Like he's just watching a live feed and he's just chilling on there. He's got going and it's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> just in just in case that he's needed. Um we had a continuation of the Zia Lee storyline with um uh Boa. I almost said Masahiro Chono because I keep joking about that. <laughs> <laughs> um uh getting mandible cord. Uh, while Zia Lee beat up Cora J, former Elena Black. Uh, while uh, <laughs> the new hot meme subject, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, <laughs> were at ringside trying to convince Zia Lee to, to come back on their side. Let's just let's just get this out of the way. Casey Catanzaro, it was, <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> yep, you're done goofed and you stupid. <laughs> Just admit that you did that, and we could all move on. Except you didn't. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, cont- we'll contextualize everything, which is that Casey Catanzaro went to a social gathering with a bunch of other WWE talent, uh, and I believe some of her personal friends. None of them were wearing masks. None of them were distancing. Multiple pictures of them like hugging, um, and talking, and like shouting about why they were all together inside a somewhat busy restaurant. Yes. I'll say it with this, right? I'll contextualise it in a way I was but, a little bit upset about it. But... See- oh, gone. Then came the tweet three days later. Yes, 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 yes. Which, which was, and I quote, um, the best thing you can wear on your face is a smile. <laughs> Shawn Michaels lost that in 97. 96, now, I should say. Now, this was a choice. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, and uh, it didn't pay off. <laughs> it really didn't. I'll say I'm a little bit miffed with with Casey on on this account. I have not been able to see my partner since November. Yeah, and I'm I'm uh, and I'm and I'm struggling. I'm I am. It's no you know secret that I have been struggling quite a bit with that. So to see her with all her with all her friends, they're not socially distancing. They're all hugging like that miffed me off and then saying that in her reply was a bit like yeah it's like oh oh you really don't get it then okay yeah (laughs) Uh, going over though to um somewhat related to the topic of what we're talking about today and people that we actually somewhat like um we had we had another pro we had a new promo for imperium uh we don't know the exacts behind this. I believe it's that Alexander Wolf is to be coming to NXT US. I mm. to which I don't mind. I think a lot of people have I, I think, failed I think, I think to realize. I think it's some kind of building to some kind of storyline because we know 
Imperium haven't been having the best of luck mm. in NXT, NXT main. Mm. Uh, so I'd very much appreciate if it was like, you, you know, like when a company's doing bad and they send like the regional manager, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, he, like he comes in and is like inspecting them. Because I, I feel like that 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 goes so hand in hand with Imperium's idea and visage. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And what better you know, way? He's, he's he's there and he's like, you're failing and you're not living up to like the standards. Yeah. And what better way to do it than but put Alexander Wolf in the man who's pretty much solely responsible for training most of Germany's talent today. Yeah. Is that? I love this. I love this. 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 Um. This, this description by you because it implies that Volter is basically the kingpin, which is accurate. Exactly! Yeah, Volter is like, like kingpin slash like CEO, and he's the one who, who oversees it all. Alexander Wolf is like the right-hand man. He's, Wils- he's and Wilson then, Fisk and, with and hair, basically, Volter is. Bartel and Eichner are like um, the, the US expansion team. Mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, obviously, getting the big ending image with uh, with their motto "Diamata" or "Diamata ist heilig," and I'm really hoping we just really start ingraining that into Imperium now. You know what? I look forward to the day where Timothy Thatcher aligns himself back with Volta. <laughs> oh, mate! If he joins up with the with Bartel and Eichner. Come on, tell me you wouldn't like to see that reading. I was. Oh, I was. <laughs> didn't need to be said. Just give it to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, no. Great little promo package. I look forward to seeing what they do with them. I always enjoy watching Imperium wrestle on NXT. So come on, more of it, please. Yeah, moving over to SmackDown now. Uh, a lot of love for Roman. It, it's so nice having a smart heel. It it really is. In WWE, yeah. a smart heel, hey? And it's not Brock Lesnar or Paul Heyman. Or Edge. Because basically, basically, the, basically, the essence behind this is is that manipulating the contract so it's not he doesn't have to defend the title in the chamber a la Drew McIntyre. He defends it at the pay-per-view making it so that he defends it after the Chamber match is finished. Basically, ins- theoretically ensuring him a squash match. Yep. <laughs> and I, I think this is fantastic heel work. Yeah. Oh. It's it's like, to me, it's like, why is no why is no one in the creative team ever thought about that for a heel champion before? Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's an odd one. Again, uh, a random aside note, it's it's just so annoying knowing that they've broken up so many teams to just form new teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm eternally holding on at this point on the belief that they are going to go the long-term booking route for Bowie K and the Riot Squad. Yeah. It yeah. seems like they might be doing it, but you never know. Yeah, you never know, but if I'm hoping they go for it because then you just have a really organic story that's been built up and you can get so much out of it going ahead. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, point still stands. 
why break up something that was already freaking awesome to only to, uh, only to have them not do anything with either yeah. one of them? Uh, continuing with good builds, though. Um, Big E. Oh, yeah. Big Fantastic. Because I, I, w- I want to mention one thing to Reardon, right? Because mm-hmm. you probably know this. You probably know this from your experience, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people were clowning WWE for the moment where they where, like he put the mic down and they were just talking to each other face-to-face. It was kind of getting picked up. Yeah. But, like, you know... If like two people are doing that, you know it's serious. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you, like if you're not even actually like putting heads together and you're just there and you're just like talking quietly between each other, like that's yeah. when you know something serious is about to start. Yeah, you just yeah. you just leave. you leave. <laughs> I'm like I'm really liking this rivalry between Big E and uh, Apollo. Oh yeah. Like, that 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 is him giving giving him the brother. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a no no seriously you keep going I will I will hurt you yeah it's like if you keep clowning I will hit you <laughs> uh, good match with Shinsuke though he had Big E yeah um, no absolutely fantastic match with Shinsuke um, I'm really hoping that they don't forget about the fact of Nakamura getting screwed by Roman and also mm. may I just add on to that as well is that why is he not in the chamber match that is odd, actually. Why is Because Corbin has to be in there somehow. Baron Corbin's there with Sami Zayn. Corbin wins, lol. No, um, actually, no. That should be changed to Corbin's in, lol. Yeah. Could you imagine? No, I don't. Uh, want to. I can imagine. Um, I don't want to imagine, but I can. Can we talk about Seth Rollins' return and? And what he was wearing, making himself look like a fucking Max Head, uh, Max Headroom fucking reject. Because <laughs> I was the only thing I was going to mention was that he had his old music back. But he looks like no real talk, Rudin. He really did look like Max Headroom, like because he was in a leather suit with a leather shirt and a leather tie. Oh, it's a choice. It's a, it's a choice. Can I say that leather ties are cursed? You're, you're completely oh, correct. Yes. Don't do that shit, man. Oh, man. I'd say leather, leather shirts with leather ties is even more cursed. That's just cursed. Nah. <laughs> 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 oh, the full Londoner is coming out. Nah, bro. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, it, it, it's, it, it's a choice. To be fair, though, like, that look's always been ruined for me by those old heads that always kick around with leather jackets. And when I say leather jackets, I don't mean like, you know, like biker style ones. You know those long ones that have like the tie strap. Oh, like um, uh, like leather dusters almost in a yeah, sense. Yeah, like you always see the uncles wearing. Yeah. The the yeah, the max exactly that exactly that the sort of max paid sort of jacket, but it only ever looked cool yeah. on max. Payne. I always say they look like a leather version of a Mac. Yes. Mac being a raincoat for those that don't know. And we're not now. We're not talking about the leather, le- the the long leather co- uh, coats that were made famous by Keanu in, in the Matrix. No, 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 that's no, a whole no. different thing. No, no, no. Listen, every single leather item in the Matrix is on point because they had staff specifically who makes that stuff and knows what looks good. <laughs> 
It's also consistent, and they're not wearing jeans and some of the dodgiest pair of shoes you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. As very quick aside, I, I hear people talking smack about um, about Neo's really damn long coat in Reloaded Revolutions, and I'm like, shut the hell up, that thing is boss. Yeah, <laughs> do not care. That thing is beautiful. Uh, well, just quickly before we go to AEW, I just want to throw in an aside to the uh, the women's tag team promo. Nia Jax talking about other people having ego. <laughs> <laughs> This coming from the woman who got over my hole. Like I'm just, I'm just saying, it seems a bit bold to me. Yeah. Or I mean, maybe Bianca that, Belair. Yeah, maybe that's just like the point. Hopefully. Maybe mm. I hope. But I'm um, going on to AEW now, and the the big talking point from AEW. Uh, a lot of people seem to disagree about the booking of Lance Archer in the main event. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of that was tied down to him taking the pin. Mm. But I feel like a lot of it is really disregarding the fact that he was basically one man against four. Yes. <laughs> For chunks of the match, he was holding himself against Omega, and it took Omega needing two other people to help him to even hit the finish. Mm-hmm. A shield um, powerbomb oh, version of the one-winged angel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I feel like maybe for some people that was weirdly weirdly lost because I, I mean I guess a lot of how they're making it look is that it's like well Omega needs other people to help him win mm. which is certainly the precedent mm. um, so I guess it just kind of remains to be seen where it goes from here I mean I love the pairing of Mox and Archer yeah it, it's kind of that like reluctant partnership <laughs> where it's like okay but we both hate the same guy so we're gonna work together <laughs> it was a it was a really good visual uh and almost a, a surreal visual to see kenta make his way entrance in an aew ring yeah that was a really cool visual to see with the briefcase as well <laughs> yeah no that, that as well um, but no, I, I think it reflects fantastically on on everyone, really. Yeah. Um, again, I know people are throwing up the whole, oh my god, is it Bullet Club Civil War part like 19 at this point? <sighs> Bullet Club and is fine. Be, and to be fair, that's a valid statement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, aren't, isn't the Bullet Club in a perpetual state of civil war now? Effectively, yeah. Effectively since about 2016. <laughs> ever since, yeah. And it's ever since, uh, it's ever since uh, uh, Bella left, isn't it? Pretty that, much. That, that this infighting's been happening. They're just, they've just been having a succession crisis for the past five years. Like, on, honestly, that's pretty much the case. Because <laughs> then AJ arrived, AJ left, Kenny arrived, and that's when everything went to shit. <laughs> Uh, but they do like to again it's that thing of oh the, the band is back together but you do realise that Tabatonga, Tungaloa and Farley, the original guys have been here this whole time and we don't talk about certain members of the Bullet Club because certain members of the Bullet Club can go fuck themselves yep <laughs> I'm looking at you CO <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it. Um, 
Other stuff though coming from AEW, Sammy Guevara leaves the inner circle. Fantastic visual storytelling on this. MJF sly smile to the camera as it's happening. I was just like, you sneaky bastard. <laughs> um, and I think, I think, um, honestly, for AEW, Sammy Guevara versus MJF could be a good kind of perpetual rivalry. Yeah. Um, just a kind of continual babyface heel rivalry that kind of just keeps going on. I like to see that for sure. That that certainly has an organic feel to it, and I, it it would be it would be silly not to capitalize on that. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I feel I feel like they they could do with something like that. You know, as they prepare for the next kind of wave of people to come through. Mm. You know, I guess what the I guess what you could call their homegrown stars. Yes. In acknowledgement of all the time they spent on the independence and stuff. Except for, I believe, Anthony Ogogo, the former boxer who's actually on a developmental will, deal. I mean, yeah, he would be their first true developmental person, which I will say, I'm very excited to seeing him work. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see, because it's a very interesting sort of career path going from the uh, London 2012 Olympics to then unfortunately being medically retired from boxing, but now pursuing wrestling. It's. I'll be interested to wait with bated breath to see if he does better I mean, than Tyson I will, I will Fury. Say that, one, that one time he was on commentary, he wasn't bad. <laughs> he wasn't bad, no. He wasn't bad at all. Uh, let's just, as I said, let's just hope he does better than Tyson Fury. Actually, no, what am I talking about? I think a lot of people <laughs> would do better than Tyson Fury. There, I said it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say a statement that's probably, again, quite cursed. Oh, God. It's from the Lee Johnson versus Cody match. All right, so it was Lee Johnson and Cody versus Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi, right? Mm-hmm. This thought came through my head, which is that Cesar Bononi reminds me of Rob Terry if he could actually wrestle. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was what my head went to. <laughs> I just saw him and I was like, hey, he kind of reminds me of Rob Terry. Oh shit, he can actually work. <laughs> <laughs> big difference there is that in yeah it's a very it's a very big difference but honestly for the for them the lee johnson fantastic signing yeah um now they've actually got him on a deal he's now part of the nightmare factory and under their under their tutelage i guess mm. um and i'm just excited to see what he can do indeed he's been easy he's, he's really impressed me uh in the matches he's had on dark uh everyone of course remembers that match he had with ben carter um, and he's had very good matches here and there with a lot of people, Eddie Kingston being one person as well on Dark. So, yeah, I'm happy for him that he's finally got a contract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just finally for AEW, uh, Darby Allen defends against Redacted uh, in a TNT title match. <laughs> uh, wasn't really a whole lot of it wasn't really a whole lot that was particularly interesting about it i mean we then saw later that darby allen was put in a body bag and dragged behind a car by taz <laughs> um sting started walking aggressively towards the parking lot <laughs> hang on this is wcw 97 <laughs> um and then just finally uh thunder rosa winning in the first round of the eliminator match we then moving over to the japanese portion uh for the next match uh which looks all looks pretty interesting very excited yeah the fact that they're going to be releasing that uh on monday as of this recording on their youtube channel is quite 
a cool thing. It's a shame that they're not going to show it on TV, but um, yeah. But it also this will give a lot of people um, exposure to how good Joshi wrestling is. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we were saying it last year that Joshi's had a, a real big explosion on the international stage, mm. and I mean I'm incredibly happy for that because I I love it. I think it's such a unique style. Yeah, that more people really need to see. And uh, proof that women can go just as just as much as the men do, if not more. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think it's good also as well for people to get an understanding because I feel like too many, way too many people write off Joshi just because of how the talent look and the kind of moves that they do. Mm. And so people kind of settle it off as like, oh, it's just like some kind of stupid theatre show when it really, it really is just good wrestling. Yes, such good wrestling. <laughs> um, swinging over now to uh, New Japan. Uh, absolute love for the run that show is on right now. Yeah. The, uh, junior heavyweight match against Takahashi in uh, New Beginnings. Mm. Absolutely fantastic match. So happy with the run he's been on. Um, I started watching him when he was on originally on Excursion. Yes. Um, I watched a couple of his matches in uh, Ring of Honor and in Rev Pro. Yes, yeah. He only had like five or six over like two years, but the ones I did catch us all. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic talent. And he's been on an absolute fantastic run with Rapongi 3K. I was going to say, yeah, like Rapongi 3K um, is one of my favourite things <laughs> in, in New Japan. And I love Show and Yosemite like, and Rocky Romero as well. They're also goddamn yeah. entertaining. So it's lovely to see Show on this really good run at the moment. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, absolutely fantastic to see the way they're booking the Zack Sabre Jr. singles run. You know. Like, not having to break up the goddamn tag team. Take notes, Vincent. Take notes, <laughs> other companies, please. He's just like, no, I'm not taking, I'm not breaking up with Taichi. I'm just taking some time away from the tag belts. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. Um, unfortunate for Sonata, I think he had a, I feel like this could have been a big match in building his building his stock of reputability but it kind of didn't work it's just it's it's a real big shame because i'll always go to bat for sonada but he's not he's when it's come to these big matches of how he's been very recently he's not been firing on all cylinders i think it's the safe uh thing to say um big shame a big shame because I, I as i think you know i think any listener can attest to that we're all big fans of sonada <laughs> yeah yeah, no, it, it, it's a real shame. I mean, the other one, it's a real shame for his master Wato. Um, it's kind of been a perpetual case yeah. of two steps forward, three steps back for him. Yeah. Um, some people have been saying, yes, he he's inherited the curse that Yoshihashi used to have. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Um, it's just a real shame because it just things don't seem to be coming off, and every time it seems to be going well, something bad happens. Mm. And so, like he had. He had the botched pin in uh, the most recent one, and he had a few occasions where things haven't quite gone off right. Mm. And it, it's just it's just a real shame, really, because I think he is a good talent. Yeah, a very. very <laughs> I don't, I don't think I don't think it's like he needs any more time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some some something 
<laughs> something isn't clicking. <clears throat> uh, uh, next, I just feel sorry for Yu Uemura. Um, <laughs> pain is the only way I can describe it. Uh, poor young um, lion getting chewed up and say, spat out. Young lion getting fed to the lions. <laughs> the the alpha male that it always has been Minoru Suzuki. This, funnily enough, I, this reminds me of a story I I recently mm. saw uh, about uh, Yoshitatsu. Funnily enough, uh, when he was training in the in the dojo in Tokyo, um, he was talking and wouldn't shut up apparently about his prowess in kickboxing, to which was overheard by Minoru Suzuki. To which Suzuki was like, "All right, then show me." To which Yoshitatsu proceeded to get his butt kicked by Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Don't tell that. Don't ever tell about your prowess in martial arts to the man who invented Pancrase. God's sake. It's a choice. <laughs> oh. uh, and then just, just the final one with New Japan, just because it's had a lot of people throwing it up after the, uh, the tag main event, which ends in the DQ. Ghetto booking. <laughs> uh, basically summed up in it's a choice. You're damn Not right, it's a, a choice. right or a wrong one, but it's a choice. <laughs> um, but with that, though, we are done with the news. Awesome. Okay, let us quickly head on into recommendation corner. We're gonna head on back to Dan because he's got a couple of recommendations for us, haven't you? You do? Yeah, so just quickly uh, my recommendations for this week are the new Legacy Valentine's uh, Deathmatch Tournament which they <laughs> did on um, uh, Fire Pro. Uh, it's now available on YouTube. It's about an hour and a half long, an hour and 45 minutes. Absolutely fantastic though. It's just, <laughs> it's just complete hilarity Yes. Um, with loads of wrestling couples in a landmine deathmatch. Mm. it's as crazy as it sounds and then just quickly just because uh, of the Japanese portion of the AEW women's title eliminated tournament um, and because of a lot of people who I've had uh, asking me about lots of the Joshi talent in there uh, Operation Rainfall's Maki Ito the fired idol is an absolutely fantastic kind of run through on Maki Ito's career and how she's kind of become one of the I guess you could say unlikely stars of the Joshi world. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just a, just a testament really to uh, it, it not really mattering how, how you get into wrestling. If you have the abilities, you have the abilities. Mm. Yeah. And just how, you know, like, as I would say to people, the importance of standing out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Especially in a convoluted world as, as much as wrestling can be. So go go and watch it. Spend like half an hour of your time and 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 learn and enjoy. <laughs> awesome. With that, uh, it is time to go on to the main episode. But before that, ah, oh, I've got one more before that. As ever, we are affiliated with Super Kicks and with Graps Apparel and Gaijin Worldwide via the merch stand. Uh, for oh goodness, right? No, yes. Free international shipping with Super Kicks. The code is Chinwag. And for 10% off your order for Graps or the merch stand, it is Sweet Chin. 
I, I know I know it, but I just hesitate to say that part. <laughs> Question. Why don't you write it down? I do. That's the problem, Reed. <laughs> Gosh, man. I, I swear, like, the Super Kicks guys uh, and Gary is gonna are probably going to kill me for every time I fail to, 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 to or hesitate gonna, when I do Every that. time, they don't need to know. They yeah, every, t- every time it's going to be like the Yakuza. They just, you just lose a piece of your finger every time. This is why we're never, ever going to be guests on Ringsiders Wrestling, are we? <laughs> they just take one step closer while putting a, while slapping a bat menacing, menacingly in their hand. Oh yeah! Oh, you won't believe it. They're right behind me right now. I'm just kidding. They, they get one step closer each time. <laughs> All right. With that, it is time to head on over to the main portion of the episode: Volta versus Ilya Dragunov. October 29th, 2020, NXT. UK, and what was considered to be one of the not only NXT UK's greatest episodes, but for a short little period of time, was the highest rated match WWE has ever had. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Let us talk about these two individuals and how, in a sense, they created one of the greatest rivalries in all of European wrestling. Gentlemen, what do you know of these two gentlemen in question that we're talking about today? Let's start off with Volta first. What do we know of Volta and what do you like about him that kind of... What do you like about him as his persona and his wrestling style? Do you want to go first, Raiden, or do you want me? Yeah, sure, I'll go first because mine is pretty brief. Volta terrifies me to my core. <laughs> just... Just... He takes everything about a strong style wrestling and condenses it into a single move, (laughs) which is a chop that looks like it could chop down a tree. (laughs) And sounds like it chops down a tree. And sounds like it chops down a tree. Dear Lord in heaven, he just terrifies me. I remember when I first saw him and he's like, oh, Volta chops. I was like, they can't possibly be that bad. And I just see it and I'm like, that man is dead. (laughs) He just killed a man in that way. One of my my favorite YouTube video titles ever, which is Walter Chops Adam Cole's soul out of his body. (laughs) Yes. And he does. It's not hyperbole. Just an absolute... Because, like, how tall is Volta? Volta is not... Well, he's six foot four, and um, I've I've met the man, and I've had the pleasure of chatting with him. Um, mm. He... He is a very imposing figure because you wouldn't you wouldn't think it, but just his kind of his silhouette when he does mm. that entrance and just having that big hand when he you shake his hand, yeah, that man's very intimidating. <laughs> yeah, because he's it's, like it's a very specific comparison, but uh, in my parlance, we would say he is built like a fridge. Yeah, <laughs> freaking is built like a fridge. Yeah, he the thing about Volta that kind of scares the most at me is that. He's actually, he's big, don't get me wrong, but he's not the biggest. Yes. He's, he, I think it's like he's big enough that every single thing about him seems just compact for sheer pain and suffering. He is deceptively big 
I think mm. is is definitely that for him, and and he's and all of his power comes from the momentum he has with that one hand, and just goes thump with the sonic boom, just hitting people with what sounds like a shotgun blast. Jesus, <laughs> just none of that. So TLDR, Reardon, he terrifies you. Yeah, he just scares you. <laughs> it's not understandable, really. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Yeah, so I first... Oh, technical. I think his mic may have dropped. Yeah, I have. Oh, that. sorry. Yeah, my mic <laughs> fell off its stand. Because you are absolutely terrified about talking about Volta. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. No, we'll it's, keep, just, me being, we'll it's just me being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I first discovered Volta through PWG. Oh! Because um, I was quite an avid follower. Of, well, I say avid follower. It's when I was kind of in my interim period of not really watching wrestling as much. Mm. Uh, but I kind of got into PWG. Uh, and it, it's fair to say I actually didn't really like Volta at first. Mm-hmm. Really? Um. Because uh, for me, I just kind of, I guess at the start, I didn't really get it. <laughs> ah. Um, I didn't really get the style. Mm. And so it, it kind of, for me, it was like, eh, he's big, but he doesn't really do anything to catch my eye or anything. This was like, I mean, we're talking like five, six years ago now. Mm. Um, and so I kind of saw him and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really get it. I get I see people like it, so cool. I'll, I'll stay to other people. Mm. Um, and then kind of just as time went on, uh, and I started getting back into wrestling a lot more actively. Mm. Uh, and mm. when I first found him on um, NXT UK, and it was the it was the match against. Tyler Bate. Yes. I believe for the UK title. Mm-hmm. That my friend showed me. And I've been I remember seeing him being like, Oh, it was that guy I saw in like PWG ages ago. My wife my friend has no knowledge of what PWG is. That <laughs> the, the company even exists. Um, I was like, Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. And I just remember seeing him again after having gone through lots more wrestling stuff. Mm. And kind of taking a, a a different viewpoint on it, and as I've been here in the last year, and kind of restructured my view on wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> having like broken free from like the two thousand WWE mold, <laughs> um, and just seeing him and just being like, yeah, he's terrifying. <laughs> he will like seeing him against someone. A much smaller stature, just like, yo, are we sure isn't gonna like kill him or something? <laughs> I feel worried for the person he's in the ring with. <clears throat> and so I just remember going back and then just seeing this guy and just being like, <clears throat> like again, like you said, he's just imposing and just, just generally being like, okay, this guy is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just that for me, he's very much the embodiment of the if you do simple things well, people pay attention. Absolutely. And even though I wasn't necessarily aware of that at first, you kind of come around to it. Mm. Yeah, um, without question. 
So I think it's pretty much safe to say that I think one one word that definitely comes around when it comes to Volta is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that 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 was that was my first impression of Volta as well <laughs> when I was first watching. Uh, when I first ended up kind of being more uh, watching in uh, WXW around 2015, I want to say yeah, it was 2015. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That I, you know what? Yeah. I think one thing that is that makes him stand out from all the other big man monster wrestlers. Is that you don't get the the impression that he's doing it to inflict pain. Yes. You yeah, you do it as like he kind of like he has an awe about him of this is the job and I'm going to do the job. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think one of the things about Volta that strikes him so much in my head is I think we're so used to the idea that like when you have a big man, their job is to just be dominating and strike fear into people. But like they strike fear into people just by being huge and muscly and or like, you know, the size of the big show and it's like one punch will knock you out or mm. you know, they'll lift you above they'll lift someone strong above the head. But with Volta you're just like he's he's literally just an imposing figure. Yeah. Yeah. Really is. And talking of imposing figures thoughts on the persona and well everything about Ilya Dragunov Ilya Dragunov is kind of like I should like honestly be I really like him but I honest to god should be obsessed with him <laughs> <laughs> because the way he wrestles he wrestles he basically wrestles like he's like he's consistently in a Gareth Evans movie. Yeah. <laughs> that is the one of the best comparisons I've ever heard. Like when you watch him, it's just like I'm going to continue hitting and I'm not going to stop. I will not stop. <laughs> he fights like an absolute like a wild animal mm. it's quite impressive <laughs> it is uh no i've uh i think that's you guys know that's one of the reasons why he's definitely up there as one of my favorite wrestlers yeah at well it, it's just that attitude of no i refuse to die out of sheer <laughs> <of> will <laughs> yeah. yeah i also i i i really admire his his um his passion for being the char- for really embracing the character he is because I, oh, yeah. I, I i you know what i'm going to be the old crotchety man who says it there's not a lot of wrestlers nowadays that fully embrace their character quite like elia does he is a mm. mad pissed off russian who will go through you to get what he wants <laughs> i think the thing is i think the thing is though is that with Ilya dragunov so much of it is integrated into him absolutely yeah. because like they love because they i mean the commentators always love talking about his story about how he came from a poor family and moved to germany not speaking german mm. yeah. was, basically it was like i'm gonna make it out of here one way or another yes yeah so i think for i think elements of it for him it's like I mean, it, it, it's like um, like a lot of people say about when you're creating, you know, your persona in wrestling. Take one aspect and blow it to eleven. Yes. 
And I, I just think I think that Ilya Dragunov is so naturally entwined in him that it's literally he's literally just like, no, I refuse to stop going because I have never done that before and I don't know how to. Absolutely. Yeah. And you'll be surprised to know that I feel and I think it's actually a true testament to how good he is, is that this has been his one and only persona in wrestling. That is interesting, actually. Uh, except if you count the one time in progress where he was Davy American, the uh, the all American boy, the all American sweetheart who came out wearing uh, like you, uh, stars and stripes shorts. That's the only oh. one time that he's that he's changed character. Yeah, <laughs> and that I, was only for a it, joke. It, it's just like it's just like we always say, though. You know, if something is if something good and people can get behind it, there's no need to change it. Yeah. Exactly. He came out to the Imperial March from Command and Conquer Red Alert 3 because he heard that song when he was playing Command and Conquer. He was like, you know what? I am taking that song and using Don't it as my him. entrance music. Don't blame him in the slightest. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, um, for this one, I'm going to kind of go through the backlog of great matches that they've had through Europe. Give you a little um, kind of description of them and how to access or how to watch them as well. Uh, we're mm. not going to go through all 25 encounters that these two have had. Jesus Christ. Oh, you mean we're not going to go through all the like the four 30-man battle royals they had? No, 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 no. <laughs> definitely, de- definitely not. Because I think that's a good thing about this rivalry is that it's not oversaturated. The, the times they've yeah. met in, in like singles competitions or in triple threats have been very few and far between, but they've always amazingly delivered. Um, I think that's just a true testament to how good these two not only have a massive respect for each other, but just know how to work in the ring together. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, a little a little back history on the pair of them. Of course, Volta debuted in 2005 and made his WXW debut two years after, um, coming out as Big Van Vader. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this, huh. He was pretty much of a clean-cut big guy wrestler there wasn't there he didn't have this ring general persona yet um and it was only until about 2015 when he had just come and made his excursion over to england when he was renamed as big daddy volta uh, that he started bringing in more of the traits of what he would come to you know become the ring general and then form ring camp and you know live by the credo the uh, matter is heilig, or the ring is sacred, uh, in English. I have butchered my German there. My apologies to all no, of our right. German you got, viewers. You got it. You got it. You got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ilya Dragunov debuted in 2012, being trained by uh, uh, Rick Baxter and Alexander Wolf. Made oh. his debut in 2012, and pretty much became a regular of WXW after that. And then went on to become a, a Grand Slam champion, just like Volta. So their careers very much are intertwined with one another. They are both kind of like staples of WXW, two of yeah. the biggest popular acts, whether they were faces or heels at the time. And always when they crossed paths, you could feel the excitement from the fans because they knew they were going to get something freaking amazing. Talking of the matches, and before I go on, uh, massive thank you to Cage Match for having being the database for picking up all of these matches, and to Ian Hamilton of 411 Mania, who did an amazing article chronicling all of their best of moments and matches that they've had in the past. So, let us go to their very first encounter. 
in 2015, in September 2015, at the 15th anniversary tour for WXW in Borken, Germany. And no, that wasn't a typo, apparently, I've heard. Borken is actually the name of the place they were <laughs> wrestling in. So this uh, was when Cerberus was actually the big, the leading group in WXW, and this is when uh, Volta was Big Daddy Volta, but he was starting to adopt those ring general traits that he would become famous around the world for. And immediately, like, first matchup, they kind of have this instant chemistry with one another like immediately they are suplexing each other they're chopping each other they're having this timing to one another that is so kind of smooth and it is it's not as rough and ready as their later matches would be but it is getting very kind of like the progenitor i guess the beginning of what would become the staple dragon of volta match Every um, superhero needs an origin story. Yes, basically. Oh, yeah. Basically one of the great uh, origin stories. But didn't outstay its welcome this match, but highly recommended you go and watch it. It's only 12 minutes, 30 seconds. It does end in a double count out. But uh, this match usually gets rated above the high, kind of mid to high uh, um, ratings. So it's usually around either like three, three and a half stars to say seven out of ten really good first time that they had met um the next match i want to go over is one of my favorites uh and possibly it would have been the first time i kind of watched all the way through a 16 carat gold tournament now if anyone knows um 16 carat is a 16 man tournament the wxw have done every year um, even they they even did it in 2020 just before the pandemic hit and took everything out. Believe it or not, <laughs> uh, but 60 Carat is an absolutely amazing tournament. Uh, I've always wanted to go to one, uh, but you know, when when everything goes back to a some semblance of normalcy, damn it, guys, we're going to a 16 Carat Gold tournament. WXW, oh. hook us up. <laughs> but this is what uh, what's considered probably one of the greatest finals that they've ever had. Volta versus Ilya Dragunov. Man, oh, this is where we get to see the Ilya Dragunov that refuses to kind of never, to not go down, to not take a pin, will keep going forward to you. Man, the best way I can describe this match is that this is a, this is the real peak David versus Goliath sort of match. Like, Ilya is absolutely determined to win this tournament and get his shot at the at the WXW Championship. And there is nothing, not even Volta, is going to stop him on this night. No matter how much Volta now, you know, fully adopting his ring general persona and you know, well into the uh, into the stable of Ringkampf, is going to chop the soul out of him. Now, one of the great visuals of this match is I think Volta chopped Ilya Dragunov at least at least 30 times during this match. Oh, is this the one where his chest is, like, bleeding? His chest is... This is the visual of, uh, of Dragunov's chest and shoulder, may I add, completely welted and bleeding from the amount of chops he's taken <laughs> from Volta. This... <laughs> 
Read it. Oh, yeah, that's a hard no from me. Yeah, that's a hard no from me. Uh, quick aside, however, <laughs> I sh I should actually have um I uh, for the viewers we also play um tabletop RPGs here at the Sweet Chip Life yes. podcast. We are big fans, and I actually do have a, a wrestling superhero character, and I need to make him do chops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm oh. putting that on the list. <laughs> you don't well, you should me do the wrestling RPG. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now you've got, now you've got me thinking, Rudin. Mm. <laughs> uh, but no, this is a great back and forth match. A uh, real David and Goliath thing, as I said. I'm using every kind of cliche term in wrestling that we can do. But it really does describe this match fantastically. Submissions, great force finishes, um, torpedo Moscow's, chops, power bombs, near falls, left, right, and center. But, oh my god, with, with Ilya Dragunov's chest absolutely teared to shreds he's basically now been <laughs> he's now had his chest turned into burger meat basically from at this point with yeah. yakuza kicks torpedo moscow's kicking out volta goes for the sleeper again then drills dragon off with a horrible looking sit out tombstone the same move that broke steve austin's neck may i add Ilya's... I will say though, right? I just say this. Have you ever seen videos of Ilya training? Yes. This guy does neck exercises. You should see the neck like stretches and, and, and exercises I, and he I'm, does. And I'm telling you, right? He does like the neck exercises that like amateur wrestlers do, so they don't break their neck. Yeah. Mm. It's S absolutely insane. It's yeah. His <clears throat> god, his neck strength must be like. Unlike anyone's in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. Near fall after near fall. One more Torpedo Moscow. Boom! Hits the money. And that's it. Scores the pin. Becomes winner of the 16 karat gold tournament in 2017. I have described this terribly, may I add. I am no Joseph Monticilio in this, in this regard. Yeah, there's only... Well, there's only so many words you can use to describe something that's amazing. It yeah. truly is amazing. This match... Yeah, no, it, tru it truly is. It's an absolutely fantastic match. And, if, mm. I mean, I, I would show this to anyone to say, hey, this is probably why you should watch WXW. Yeah, like, you want to get WXW now? It's for this match. Like, seriously? it's This is still considered one of the greatest European wrestling matches of all time. Uh, and this does get rated from the high, like the, we, it gets high nines to five stars. Meltzer rated this five stars, believe it or not, as well. Yeah, we don't care what he thinks. <laughs> That's what you know, I you've know. done it good. That's true as well. <laughs> Very true. When you get Meltzer's attention, you know you might have done something quite good. <laughs> All right, we're gonna followers. <laughs> we're gonna head on over and then to the next year's sixteen carat uh, tournament. Only this time, this is. Not part of the tournament, but it is the main event of night two. Volta versus Bad Bones John Klinger. Now, Bad Bones has kind of been the prickish heel, like the worst heel that you could possibly imagine. Funnily enough, the way he managed to get heel heat in this match in particular is that he walked out and, and requested that the live band playing uh, plays I Walk Alone uh, as he's walking out, because of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> why? What way? Way to get a heat by playing Batista's theme for everyone to boo you? 
out of the building. Choice. <laughs> this is when Walter starts becoming a bit of a tweener, but he's more on the side of the crowd, becoming a lot more face tendencies to him. A lot of people, I guess, now at this point, especially in WXW, has built up such goodwill with the fans that he's become de facto kind of face of the company. Dragunov had been, I believe he had been injured at this point and had been off for quite a while. And so Volta tells uh, John, or Bad Bones, that, uh, oh, by the way, uh, this isn't going to be a singles match anymore. I've decided to make this a three-way dance. And you, suddenly you hear the first notes of the Soviet march and the, the pop that gets as Dragunov comes out is insane. <laughs> This video that that I mean to give it a point like they posted that reaction onto YouTube, and I again words can't do justice to how excited and how elated people were that he had returned, and especially in this match for the Unified World Championship. Again, very, very good match. Um, a lot of a lot of interferences as well, may I add, for this one. This one very much felt like a, a WWE booked match, but it's <laughs> funny how well it worked for the emotion of this match. So we had Ringkamp getting involved. We had Damak getting involved in this. We had Rise getting involved in this. Like all of the stables that were in WXW at that time getting involved yeah, like, in this one match. Everyone has an invested stake in it. Exactly, mm. exactly. But, you know, credit to where credit's due, all three of these guys really did have a great match and amazing chemistry. Um, Of course, you know, with Bad Bones being the heel, he was being a bit of a dickish heel, kind of being the sneaky one to kind of, like, let the two of them fight, and then I'll try and see if I can sneak in for here. I'll, I'll just, like, quickly dodge... Uh, a torpedo Moscow, uh, so he hits it against Volta. Chops are plenty. Uh, chops are plenty, as always is the case with Volta, but ended up being that uh, uh, Dragunov pins Bad Bones in 20 minutes to become the Unified World Champion. That would be his first and only run with the WXW Championship. A great send-off, and this one usually gets rated from like four and a half stars eight out of ten and just and rightly so this match was fantastic and a way to bring back someone who's been off been on the shelf for a while and to do it so surprisingly as well mm. yeah i think there's always a, there's always a time and a place for something like that absolutely yeah. absolutely okay we're gonna skip a couple of bits because there are some matches they they were meeting in like battle royals they had meeting in four ways the reason I'm going to miss those is simply because of some of the people that were in these matches that we don't like to yeah, talk about anymore. Yeah, I was say, the, the timeline that runs along this is that Volta had one of the big rivalries in independent wrestling, but the person he had that with, we're not going to mention. No, not at all, because <laughs> the man turned out to be a bit of a dick. <laughs> it's an understatement. <laughs> all right, we're going to head on over to True Colors 2018. Uh, this, again, is another amazing match. Singles match. This time, Dragunov, is it, as champion, is going up against Volta. A lot of people talk about this match. A lot of people... This was actually a lot of people's first experience and exposure to not only WXW, but to both Dragunov and Volta. And honestly, it's not a bad match 
to to actually start your start your WXW excursion. Um, with Dragunov now making his hometown Dresden in Germany, and this event being in Dresden, it was a bit of a partisan crowd. They were fully behind Dragunov in this one. Yeah, it's exactly it's exactly the same though for like wrestling events in the UK. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. if you're if you're wrestling in the hometown of someone, then they're immediately just gonna hate whoever you're about. It's like when it, we did the episode about Nigel McGuinness. Exactly. They do the event in the UK and they're just like, Man, why are people cheering him? They're not supposed to like him, not like <laughs> the fact of I don't know, maybe because he's from the UK. Mm. But no, this is another one where it just kind of Again, this is where Volta this time is the one that's going to start out aggressively. Where it's usually been in these in the matches they've had before, it's usually been Ilya that's taking the battle to Volta. So it's a not. I like that role reversal. Like immediately, like you know, as I said and stated, there's a um, you know Volta's coming in as the plucky challenger in this one, and this match is kind of a very good kind of role reversal. Chops are plenty. Um, but the unfortunate thing about this is that when um, <laughs> I say unfortunate, when Volta chops Dragonov the first time, he already he draws blood immediately. Oh my god! <laughs> like he smacks him, and it's like explosion. I told you the man could chop down trees. <laughs> and again, this is very much and very similar to the uh, 16 carat tournament uh, final uh, where it's just chops after chops in two seconds <laughs> yep yeah. and, and again with submissions like the, Volta puts in a really deep Boston crab now we know oh, like, he's, 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 a, he's fantastic at it Young hmm. Lions that's they're in their arsenal but I don't think anyone puts it on quite like Volta does because he puts some talk on that Boston yeah. crab I mean, again, it's the, it's the same kind of thing. Right? It's literally just this six-form man who's built like a fridge, putting theoretically putting all his weight on your lower back. Yeah. No. Nope. And also, Not we that. know how much of a kind of unintentional gymnast the Ilya yes. Dragunov is. Yeah. From dirty talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, oh man, so chops after chops. And now we're seeing the the roles switch back to where they belong. Uh, being the ever the, the persistent man that Dragonov is, he's laugh. He's he's got a massive smile on his face as he's getting chopped and chopped. He is flipping, hanging on for dear life. And Ilya, in the face of all defiance, spits at Walter's face and just then gets his head on face booted <laughs> oh, right off. Because he took exception to that. <laughs> to which Iliad has said, all oh, right, anything you could do, I could do better. With with all the momentum, backfists Walter straight into the straight into his face before he charges Walter with a clothesline and a bump both have fallen to the ground. They're out of it. Oh, they're out of it. All of that. Tornado Moscow's. All of this. Everything. Even some interference from a few wrestlers. I believe it was Felix Schultz might have interfered, as well as um, I think Tassilo June as well interfered in this match as well. I believe he may have done. I might be mixing the matches up, but uh, some interference here and there. We've got some splashes, submissions, sentons, back suplexes, 
before Dragunov, in his last kind of breath, hits the Torpedo Moscow. That's it. And a massive victory for Dragunov. This was the very... I think this was the first match where you saw the violence. Like, the true, unadulterated violence that these two have. Because, <laughs> good lord. I told you how bad his chest looked at, uh, at the 16-carat tournament. It was just as bad, if not a little bit worse, purely because his chest imploded <laughs> when he got yeah. chopped the first time. <laughs> no, this match usually gets uh, rated at four and a half, usually around nine, t- and nine out of ten. Rightly so, because this match is fantastic. And uh, honestly, if you really want to start on the rivalry or really want to start at what WXW is all about, boom. Go watch True Colors. The entire pay-per-view as well, including this main event. Yeah. Fantastic uh, match for sure. And honestly, as we're saying now, go get WXW now. Seriously, it's not a bad service. And you do get some tremendous matches coming out of Germany. Yeah, no. I think they've got, pre- they've got pretty much most of their back catalogue on there. Okay, a one little match I definitely want to bring up as a little aside is the uh, the tag match that these two had had at the PWG Battle of Los Angeles in 2018. So, Ringkampf of Timothy Thatcher and Volta going up against Dragunov and Shingo Tagaki. Yes. This, oh, this is a great little tag match. Uh, a very underrated match if, as well, because... Um, yeah, I think a lot of people might not have actually seen it. Yeah, I think... It does kind of go under the radar quite a bit because this is when Shingo had just left Dragon Gate. Um, Volta, I believe, had just signed for NXT UK. Do correct me if I'm wrong. I may be wrong on that um, one. I don't know for sure. I think it was like ever so slightly before that. Because mm, if that, either that or WXW were deep into their relationship with WWE at that point. I think WXW might have been deep into their relationship at that point because I'm just thinking, like, beyond that, I still think he had another year in WXW. Mm. But, uh, no, go Yeah, no, 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 he did, he did, he did. So it Mm. probably would have been another year before he actually signed. Awesome. Thank you for uh, for clarifying that one for me, Dan. <laughs> uh, but no, Timothy Thatcher and Volta at this time were like the two the, the tag team representing Ring Camp in America. They would have they were having great matches in Evolve, and this one pitting up against Dragonov and Tagaki was insane. Like we know how good Tagaki is, and I've always been a massive fan of his. Rated him as the best wrestler of last year. Um, yeah, yeah I, think, I think the thing about this is it's, just, it's literally just four people who just refuse to feel pain. <laughs> exactly, and it's nice and it's nice short and almost like a greatest hits collection of all four of these guys' great um, wrestling acumen. No, yeah, it's just really all four of them. Are, all four of them showing out. I mean, it is PWG. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no I, I I really like this match, especially just for the inclusion of Takagi. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know what it is necessarily about it, but I feel like he adds an extra dimension to it. Mm. And it's a shame we um, never got that tag team even more because I really like that pairing of Dragonov and Tagaki, if I'm honest. <laughs> to be fair, they're actually quite a fitting pair. Yeah. Mm. Both like inflicting pain and never giving up. Yep, that's pretty much those really two in a nutshell. <laughs> no, great match. 
go seek it out if you can possibly find it um or if you can find the dvd of the battle of los angeles from 2018 um not bad actual um uh, Battle of Los Angeles as well. Uh, this was the first one, believe, uh, if I'm correct as well, that didn't take place at Reseda, at the uh, at the famous hall that they usually uh, ran out of, because I think that actually went into demolition around that time. So they moved to the Globe uh, Theatre. Yeah, it was the Globe. Mm. So, oh man, where to go from here? There's one. I I will talk about the yeah. Let's talk about this match. Uh, from progress for the unified world title which saw drag uh, which saw volta as the champion then going against dragonov uh in progress again this one i definitely want to bring up because it is almost <clears throat> what you would call the greatest hits collection for these two it's not a bad match in any way shape or form and um for the, I think this is for the first time in quite a while, actually, because after, before this, Volta did have Dragunov's number quite a bit in every meeting they had had, be it a tag team match, be it a, a triple threat or a, a battle royal. So, yeah. Dragunov was going into this with, like, the, the, the sole purpose of, I need to get back to where I was on Volta's level. <laughs> and this one, as I said, a great greatest hits collection um and also this is around the time i believe that volta and dragonov were in wxw um as tag partners and a matter of fact i believe as tag champions well yeah so this was one of the things i was going to mention because i think it's it's a thing in rivalries that i've always quite liked mm. i definitely think it's one that it's one of the things i love so much about going back and watching old all japan yes which is People who are rivals that both, by virtue, end up having to be a tag team. Yeah. yeah. And people who have a rivalry that have been in a tag team together. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I think it's a, it's a beautiful little device to just use in wrestling. Because basically, all it does is just everything is underpinned with extra drama. <laughs> yeah. Everything, it's just wrestling, and then they're just staring at each other. <laughs> but but like, it. It, to me, though, it just makes so much sense. If people want to start throwing around like ring psychology, what better way to learn someone yeah. than to I, work with them? I think the added bonus to that tag team, especially, was um, they had both had gone to, to NXT. Um, yeah. and I believe Volta was at that time UK champion and they were getting heat for that. So, I mean, cause it seemed like no matter who, who it was, if you had that UK championship and you went to an independent show, you were instantly booed. You got a lot, you got, you drew a lot of heat for that, but I liked their, their, their reasoning of being a bit heelish was because no, wait a minute. Why are you booing us? We're the people that built this place. We're the ones that put WXW on the map. And just, you know, just as we kind of represent this company, we go and have a little bit of success here in, in the big leagues, you boo us for that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I definitely think that's... <clears throat> um, I can very much appreciate that, especially with a company like WXW, mm. which is very much tied into... Um, I don't even know the best way the best way to put it. Um, I guess the best way to explain it is that European and American fan cultures are very different. <laughs> yeah. 
I think um, just go to WWXW is very much tied into, um, shall we say, the German anti-corporate sensibility. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for anyone here who is in who is a very niche football fan, you might call it the San Pauli mentality, <laughs> which is we exist on our own and we do our own thing. And if you're from a big company that wants to give us money, you can go away. Yeah. <laughs> we have something special here and we want to keep it so them leaving and going to a big company would picks up a lot of that kind of heat off people yeah but then, but then again them being self-aware enough to go you know what we should put these two guys together even though they've had this absolutely bitter rivalry of each other exactly because it, it shows that they have some degree of common ground but like i said um i absolutely love the concept of like a tag of people who've been like intense rivals and going you know what i respect you let's team together you know what's the greatest example of that the bar oh yeah <laughs> oh the bar the bar the bar the bar <laughs> oh yes this is why we can never have nice things in wwe anyway <laughs> so yeah as i said a great little greatest hits compilation of this match you get what you get when, when, um, with this match, as you always get with a Volta Dragonov match. Chops, suplexes, submissions, Elia standing in the face of adversity, Volta going, ah, oh, screw that, and just chop you again. <laughs> <laughs> Except this one does end with Volta at this time was kind of like the one that was steamrolling through progress. He had been Atlas champion. He had relinquished that to take on... Um, redacted for the uh for the <laughs> for the progress championship yeah. wins that and then has a title unification match against uh trent seven at super strong style which mm. i bore witness to and was absolutely livid because trent seven had his foot under the rope um when the free count was made and trent seven never got his rematch back which beggars belief uh i think people were generally I, I remember the the um the the sheer confusion and I think anger that everyone thought it was an actual botch because that the referee didn't notice that Trent Seven had his foot on the rope. Uh, but it turns out it was storyline, so you know we kind of been hoodwinked. I remember being absolutely like, "What?" <laughs> but but I digress. No, this. Uh, so Walter is absolutely steam rolling through progress, and of course, but went away then to have these two fight for the title. Of course, ends um, with Walter getting the W and still being the absolute beast that he is at progress. If memory serves me correct, I still believe he may be pro... No, he's not progress champion because Cara Noir's progress champion. My apologies for that. Yeah. Um, Because Eddie Dennis won that. uh, Won the progress championship. There you go. I'm getting my memory of progress back. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this one usually gets rated three and a half stars to four very fair as i said greatest hits compilation it's, match of them it, it, it's rivalry light right exactly exactly but it still shows how good these two are that they can still have a high rated match even though it's not like they're not going on all cylinders like that, that, is it just me or is that kind of just like that shows how incredibly talented those two are that they can go out not fire on all cylinders but still come out with a highly rated match that's insane 
if you yeah, ask no, I me. Get, I, get, I, get, I, get what you, I get what you mean with that. I feel like for me, it, it's more just them, you know, them just being told, like, hey, look, just, just do your stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then worry, and then you can worry about the rest to fill in between it. <laughs> like the fact that they're able to do that and then still have people engaged is, you know, a testament to their ability. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, ah, we finally get to it. October mm. the 10th. Oh, no, 29th of October, I should say. Uh, 2020. NXT UK. The United Kingdom title was on the line as Volta defends it against Ilya Dragunov. Now... Man, this match. This match. I mean, there's, I mean, we can, I can pretty much go and, and surmise this match the same way I've surmised every single match in WXW, but there's something different about this match. Is it knowing that it was on NXT UK? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. Um... I, no, I think a, I don't know. I want to say a lot of it might have to be with the the ambience, the fact that there wasn't a crowd there, so yeah. you heard every shot, you heard every hit, yeah. every chop, you heard the pain in Dragunov's voice as he was getting chopped down, kicked down, um, and as you said, his selling as well is is insane in this. <laughs> Yeah, no, he he sells his heart out, and you'd believe he'd probably be having a heart attack after one of those shots from the way he reacts to it. Yeah, so oh god, it was it it is ins- this is insanely violent, and we've had and I've talked about some violent matches that these two have had before this one, but this one just felt this felt violent for WWE, if you get what yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like this is an interesting fact, and I think a lot of I think what a lot what, or what contributed I should say to the emotion of this match. Volta at this point has held the title for nearly six hundred days, mm. um, and he has gone through Pete Dunne, he's gone through Tyler Bate, Dave Mastiff, Joe Coffey, the other person that I won't talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this is his tenth one-on-one meeting, idiot. So. If you want to have a little bit of um, kind of like stats here, um, Ilya has won six of their prior encounters in one on one. Volta's only won two. Believe it or not, believe it or not, that's actually really surprising. <laughs> but no, this one again is just violence. Power bombs, man! The power bombs he did to uh, to Dragonov. Oh, they, they, I think he, at one point, I think he may have landed on his head at one point. <laughs> the knees, the torpedo Moscow's that he did, uh, but just, oh, the sleeper suplex he did at one point to drag him oh, off. Oh, was absolutely... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then I think Dragonov bounced straight back up and it just landed, and just kind of just barraged yeah, Volta with elbows. Blasted his head off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Um, but that, I think, if, if memory serves me correct, he the Dragonov goes for an elbow. Volta catches one, but throws him outside. And if be- if I believe uh, Dragonov might have caught the bottom rope on his head, which made his head snap back quite a bit. And it mm. looked horrible. Oh, I, I, I think there was I think there was one move where like after after doing it he had his 
head like caught in his head like bounced against the, one of the ropes. Yeah, it looked horrible. Like, oh, <laughs> this was horrible. Uh, but again, more violence. Sleeper holds. Very horrible sleeper holds. Headbutts now that they're bringing into this. <laughs> and, uh, oh god. Uh, and, uh, and Dragunov kind of um, going desperate and neck chopping Volta. Yep. Yeah. He chops him in the neck. <laughs> I was like, mm. holy shit. Nah, that is like, when I saw that, I'm like, nah. Because everyone has at least one point accidentally like chopped themselves or knocked their neck in. Like, no. Actively going for that repeatedly. No. Yeah. None of that. None of that. Uh, so as we roll into the conclusion of this match, it's big boot after big boot. He is, Dragunov is not going down and even as he is big booting Dragunov into the steel steps uh, and then he and even after an apron powerbomb which wrecks Dragunov's hull uh, <laughs> and another it all comes back <laughs> it was always going to <laughs> it was always going to uh, with another powerbomb in the ring and then Volta kind of out of desperation decides you know what screw this I'm going to do my uh, my super my Street Fighter Super, my V-Trigger, which is the big splash from the top rope. Who And then even after that, Dragunov does not stay down for the free. Volta, kind of out of desperation, ground and pounds him, smacks him, slaps him, punches him before he's like, you know what, screw this. Boom. Rear naked choke. Um, and Dragunov passes out. And the red court from a referee stoppage at 25 minutes. Volta has retained his UK championship. And yeah, from a lot of... I, I Myself as well, when I talk about it, I, it is thoroughly understandable why A, this ended up at one point being the highest rated match in WWE history. Yes, even more highly rated than Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Yep. Uh, but also why this ended up on a lot of people's uh, best or end of year awards uh, for best match of the year. Oh, amazing match. Totally different atmosphere with no crowd being there. God damn, was it violence. Yeah, I, I, that is one thing where having no crowd, it makes everything just hurt more. I feel, Just mm, everything. I think... Um, and, and I'll take a quote here from Ian Hamilton as well with his um, article on 411 Mania mm. with a crowd hot or not this would have sleepwalked into people's match of the year discussions but even with that limitation this was a goddamn delight carve out half an hour of your week and watch this match and to be quite honest can't disagree with him on that one uh, uh, can't agree. Yeah. I mean after it happened I just went around telling people like please watch this match this is like, all right, if you please give NXT UK a little bit of your time, go watch this match. I like, swear, yes, NXT UK has a lot of problems, <laughs> but please do watch this match. Yeah, yes, and I think, I think for a lot of people as well, I would just say to them, watch it just to experience a different style. Absolutely, there's like, a reason, just go, just go there to it, um, really try and seek yourself into a different style of wrestling than you normally get. Absolutely. There's a kind of a reason why I think Shawn Michaels even rates this match quite highly and why he really likes Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah. He really is a like that that's the kind of wrestler that Shawn Michaels would really like, frankly. 
Okay, so I guess the, the the final topic we can talk about is where do they go from here? What would you like to see? I mean, because my answer would be I want to see Drag. I, I think I still think Dragonov has to be the person that dethrones Walter Volta well, to become yeah, UK so champion. I mean, yeah. I've, been, I've been saying a lot as as things have gone forward. I still think the intention just to have Dragonov take the title from Volta. I assume in this case it would be when crowds are back. Yeah. Whenever, whenever that may end up being, <laughs> who, who knows at this point? <laughs> but this I, I, assu- I assume, I assume that's the idea. And honestly, for, for me, I just want to see, you know, whether or not he has the title or not. I just want to see Imperium go from strength to strength. Really, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. Same. You know? Because I know, like, they've been talking about, like, Volta is very kind of content. He is very happy with being in in uh, NXT UK. And you know what? Well, yeah. I as, can't as, fault as, the guy for that. As, yeah. as, as far as I understand it, at least anyway, Volta doesn't want to move to the US. Mm. Which is on, fair. On, on a permanent basis, I should say. Mm. Yeah. So um, he said that he's happy making appearances for events, mm-hmm. but he won't go there full time. Yeah. You know, and that that's his decision. Absolutely. Mm. And um, I know people might say like, oh, he's limiting himself. He knows he's only good enough for, you know, NXT UK. But I would argue in the same vein, NXT UK is actually just the perfect place for him. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel like, uh, I don't want to say it in the same way as as Pete Dunne, because I feel like Pete's finally now getting back the momentum he should have had when he first debuted in NXT. Uh, but I think he might be when he would get there. He'd probably be lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because I feel like Ilya Dragunov could probably make a good go. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Out of the two of them, the person who I think could go for NXT main or even like or even like main roster, I do think Dragunov is the best choice in that regard. Mm. Yeah, because I would I would say for for Volta. Keep him in NXT UK. Keep him as the the overboss of Imperium. <laughs> let him have his section. Let him have the section of Imperium in NXT UK. Or letting the people in NXT UK work independent shows. Yeah, I know, novel concept. Because, <laughs> like, could you imagine people like Imperium showing up then again at WXW? Yeah, the ovation they and get. The- Oh yeah. Well, no, but imagine the kind of reaction when they go there in their Imperium and not Ring Camp. Yeah, that, exactly, exactly. I think like that. Um, for Ilya Dragunov, I I would enjoy seeing him on NXT main because I feel like you know you could. Or I guess I mean again, a lot of the matches I'm thinking of though are more things you could probably just have with Worlds Collide. Yeah. Mm. You know, having the second meeting with Balor. Yes. Uh, having um, matches with Pete Dunne, uh, having matches with people, say, like Timothy Thatcher. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, O'Reilly, uh, Adam Cole. You know, there's a lot of people in there who I, I think it were Hell, this is probably a, a, a random side one, but, you know, something like maybe Gargano or Kushida versus Dragunov. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, that all culminates in probably a dream match that I think a lot of people, I've seen in particular a lot of people on forums and the YouTube comments have, uh, have been saying and, and said, we really want Ilya Dragunov versus Karrion Cross for the NXT title. Yeah, hell, Ooh, something, something like that would be fantastic. For, for me, thinking about it, thinking about his style, I know it ain't going to happen. <laughs> but I would love, I would adore to see a Dragunov Daniel Bryan fight. Yeah, yeah. Again, like that. That's just like perfect. Yeah, that's that's too I, perfect. if we're there, if we're there, and we're saying like full on, you know, full on, super crazy dream matches, then you know, I think of, I could probably throw in a couple names from mm. say like. New Japan and stuff like that. Yeah, and someone, as yeah, someone like Daniel Bryan would suit him perfectly. Yeah. Hell, and... here's a, here's a random one: mm. Ilya Dragunov versus Chad Gable. Yeah, oh, that'd be very interesting. That'd be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that working quite very interestingly. And of, as always, I want Pentagon Junior to fight everyone. So yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's understandable though. That is that is understandable. The the man who doesn't give up versus Ilya Dragunov in Ultimo Lucha. Yeah, the man who doesn't give up versus the man with zero fear. (laughs) Yes, book it, Tony. Book it. That is that is a match for me, (laughs) and also a match I will only watch once and then see the blood on my hands screaming. What have I done? Fulfilled your destiny. <laughs> just, just, just me going full Lady Macbeth at that. This is me just getting excited for the next time we would have worlds collide. Yeah, Dragunov <laughs> versus Cesaro, and they had an amazing oh, match God. already. Like they've had an yeah. amazing match. I want to see that match again. Who was that? Hmm. <laughs> that was a takeover Cardiff, wasn't it? That was takeover Cardiff. Yeah. Oh, it's just oh, but you're right. Like. I think Dragon those t- Nakamura. Oh, damn! Don't get my uh, don't get my pants in a twist, Dan. Oh man! Oh lord! Oh no! Local man has head kicked off. Yeah, I, I, that is a that is a match that ends in a decapitation either way. <laughs> oh, but not in the way you think. Now, uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh. So it's safe to say the future's bright for the pair of them, I think. Oh, of course. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh. That was my dad's phone. Apologies. <laughs> you, might, you might need to cut that bit out. <laughs> Unless it was Volta. Oh, Volta is calling me saying, book it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is where we end our episode. Thoughts and feelings. On 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 what and what we've all discussed. Yeah, man, they're great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty safe to assume that they. I'd say that they are great, and I really think were are kind of the two people that I've that have put European wrestling on the map. Oh yeah. Oh, and a fun fact about European wrestling: putting it on the map. Can you believe that Ilya Dragunov is the first and only non-kayfabe Russian to ever be signed to WWE? Wow, that's yeah, no, I, I believe we spoke about that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that's one. right because yeah, that's right because Rusev is Bulgarian. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? Oh no, I remember when we mentioned it. It was when we talked about um, 
Amale signing for NXT UK. That's it. She was she's the first actually French wrestler they've signed. It was last year. <laughs> <laughs> See, not even La Resistance. Believe that. French Canadian. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, Dan, what have we got coming up on the next episode? So coming up on the next episode, we have something very special and is the start of our collaboration month. Hey! We're going to be working with uh, five, maybe six different creators over the next, kind of over the ne- next week and then the rest of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring you some special episodes, a little bit of variety stuff, bits of best worsts, profiles promotion retrospectives a little bit of everything so uh, stay tuned to our socials to find out who we'll be with each week uh, and then you can find out and go from there oh, it's gonna be so much fun having another having another brain in here to go through the uh for the silliness that we go through <laughs> so watch as we have every kind of connection and networking we have go in blow like blow to smithereens <laughs> as we talk about the series. Just do it all in one shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm seriously, like anyone who listens to us, please, we're, we're awesome guys, Don't please don't leave us. <laughs> Alrighty then, all that's left for me to say is I've been Sam, this has been Dan and Reardon, and you have been listening to the Sweet Web podcast. We will see you with our special guests on Collaboration Month on the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.